Previously on Quiet Part Loud. First of all, you shouldn't care that some radio station fired you because no one even listens to radio anymore. Second of all, anyone can have a podcast. You control it, produce it, it's yours. They're back, Rick. The Staten Island 3 are home. Those boys, they're back? Who's Imam Rahman? How do you know that name? This sound is unique because it comes from nothing. A sound that binds the listener to it for life. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem. Of a detour. Episode 3 The Hunting Cry. Egan claimed vindication based on these disappearances. The FBI announced today that it has found no connection between the missing Staten Island boys and any terrorist organization. After Egan's unvetted warning all but paralyzed the New York subway system. October 24, 2001. Sound analysts now believe the notorious voicemail was artificially generated, likely by a software program. Real shocker today, as security camera footage from a nearby bodega appears to show Egan mailing the anthrax to himself. What many are calling the final nail in Rick Egan's coffin. Fighting to take back our country from those who've captured it. It's Crusade with your host, Rick Egan. Just me today. Uh, Gabby's Vamanos. I'm starting today's show with a formal apology. A few weeks ago, I came on the air and made several statements regarding an attack being planned here in New York City. I had received what I thought at the time was credible information, but it turned out that this alleged attack was false. I have been afforded this opportunity to come on the air and apologize because, uh, well, it's also come to light that I myself am the instigator of another lie. I breached your trust when we as a nation are better served finding our commonalities rather than our differences. So I am speaking to you today to say that I am sorry for any harm that I, any harm that I I may have, uh, words, 
Just words on a piece of paper, people. That's all this is. I was told by the corporate powers that be that if I went on air and apologized, I could keep my pension after they shit-canned me, but you can hear it, can't you? This isn't me, my voice. I'm sorry. There. All better now? Can we move on to more pressing matters like fixing our fucking country? Of course not. You know why? Apologizing isn't enough. Not these days. No, we need to crucify our crusaders. Leave their corpses dangling in the public square for days while the crows peck out their eyes. I never lied to you, listeners. Not outright. Maybe anthrax wasn't mailed to me, but it was mailed to many others. The media can pillory me all they want, but let's not forget where this started. Those boys in Staten Island are still out there. No matter what the deep state says, those boys are just waiting for their call. Muzzle me, fine. But that's not going to stop them from whatever they're planning next. They said, they told me they were going to attack. So I needed to strike a nerve that got all you people off your fat ass. So here it is. The end of Crusade with Rick Egan. Anybody out there know their world history? Who can tell me what the original Crusades were? Holy Wars. Religious campaigns by the Latin Church to recover Holy Land from Islamic rule. Could all be a coincidence, but look where we are today, folks. We're in the midst of a holy war right now with an invisible enemy, and we're losing. Where are my crusaders? Who'll fight with me? They're still out there, you understand? The Staten Island Three, Yusef and Hassan Lakani and Khalil Hakim, they're trying to take me down. They're behind this. I just can't get these pesky grass stains out of my kids' clothes. Don't fret. Get Stains Away. Stains Away removes all kinds of household blemishes from dirt, Door? Door? Excuse me, Ms. Hakeem? No, I I'm not talking to you. Please, please, Ms. Hakeem, just let me... Hey, pedestrians have the right away, asshole! You need to walk away. Right now. Look, we got off on the wrong foot, but Tell I really think... my brother ran off to join Al-Qaeda? That's your idea of the wrong foot? That was eight years ago. <laughs> you think your racist diatribes have any expiration date? Fuck off! I know what I said back then, but some stuff has come up that's making me reconsider a lot of my, my positions. My mom couldn't answer her own phone for six months. Now you're reconsidering? I understand why you'd be hesitant to believe that a man like me can truly redeem himself. But I have spent the last eight years reflecting on my actions. I've been learning to listen and to learn from that listening. And I came back to your family to do more listening and learning about the community, about your community with an open heart. Are you, are you for real? Did you actually think that would work? I have been learning to listen okay. and to learn from, okay. from the listening. I'm trying here. To do what exactly? Find out what happened to Khalil. And how's that coming? Any new information? Not yet. Then what are we doing here? Part of what I missed before was you. I want to get to know you. Well, that makes one of us. Wait, 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 look. 
Ever heard of a mutually beneficial relationship? I'm washed up, fine. But I'm not forgotten. There are people who still care about what I have to say. Yeah, you're a shitty, racist-ass fan. Sure, that's my biggest audience. You want to know who my second biggest audience is? Hate listeners. When they hear you on my show, they will jump at the chance to shower your organization with cash and resources just to spite me. Ten minutes. Ten? And you never come near my mother or to my house again. Fine. Fine, let's do this. This is our main space. Luckily, it's just me today, so I don't have to explain your presence to anyone. Oh. My office is through here. Nine minutes, Mr. Hey, Egan. wait, that's not fair. You, you didn't say that stuff in the hall was going to count. Not my problem. <clears throat> Fine. You formed Muslims Against Hate when you were still in high school. So you did your homework. What kind of journalist do you Not think? Not any kind at all. Yeah, at first it was just me and a bunch of friends from school in my parents' living room. Strictly volunteer stuff. We'd offer to escort Muslim families to and from the grocery store, the mosque, that kind of thing. Then more people kept showing up. Now look at us. I got funding through city grants during undergrad. Got all my college friends internships, and now we've got ourselves an office. Two years in, and you know, we're just getting started. Impressive. Not many people turn their high school hobby into a job. Excuse me, my hobby? Your calling. How about that? Not many people find it so early. First time a classmate yanked my hijab off, I was 11. I didn't find my calling. You people gave it to me. What school was that? St. Catherine's. Full scholarship. Look at you, Miss Staten Island. My parents insisted we go. They worked their asses off so me and Khalil could wake up at the buck crack of dawn, catch the ferry into Manhattan just so we could be hazed every day by rich white kids. Because of 9-11. Oh, no, this was before. Used to see the towers on my way to homework. St. Catharines in lower Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Right on Cortland Street. I remember it was the first week of school my senior year. We were just sitting in our homerooms, watching this chaos around us, not knowing what was happening or whether there would be more attacks. We'd just been evacuated onto the street when Tower 2 came down. I can't forget the sound. A giant chewing glass. It was so loud I couldn't hear anything else. I, I didn't know what was going on until I, I saw this black cloud coming straight at me. Just a wall of smoke. When it hit me, it felt like a, a tidal wave, but of sound. It, it swallowed everything. I, I couldn't hear. I couldn't see, breathe. It, it felt like this fire was working its way into my lungs. It, it, it literally burned to breathe. And all the while, there was this, this ringing in my ear, like, like somebody slammed a tuning fork against the inside of my skull. And it, it hasn't stopped. You mean like tinnitus? <sighs> I mean like a, a phone ringing in my ear for almost 10 fucking years. I mean, I can tune it out most days, but it still chimes like a motherfucker. Where was Khalil? He did school that day. He hated St. Kath's. How'd you make it back home? I walked, like everybody else, across the Brooklyn Bridge, plus the BQE, the Verrazano. And you're right there in the middle of them in a headscarf. I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? This was days before they'd start getting those same ideas from you. 
First time I left our apartment, right over my shoulder, someone whispers, go back to your own country. I turn around and <laughs> I see this white woman wearing her sneakers and her, her work shoes in her bag. She hated me, every nerve in her body. I'd never been that close to someone who despised me so much. How old were you? Fifteen. My daughter's thirteen. Must be nice knowing she'll never experience anything like this. Did you tell anyone? Your parents? Not my parents. Khalil. And what'd he say? Don't wear your fucking hijab next time, dipshit. That was his coping mechanism. Be less Muslim. <laughs> if only. And this place, Willowbrook, was his safe place. Is that why he wanted to go there? I'm not talking about that. Not with you. Being twins, I always wanted You know that twins don't have some kind of magic GPS, right? Well, then set me straight. Tell me how it was. <sighs> it, it was like we weren't allowed to mourn. We were told our, our pain didn't matter. We couldn't put his flyer up with all the other missing persons flyers because he was a terrorist. We couldn't light a candle in his name at the vigils because he was a terrorist. And then there were these stories. There's always these stories about men being detained. No one ever hears what happens to them. They just vanish. You want to know the worst part? I secretly hoped that's what happened to Khalil. Why? Because if he was in Guantanamo, I'd, I'd know what war to fight, what, what monster I'd have to fight to get him back. I'd, I'd have a face. Instead, there's just nothing. Wait a minute. How do you know? Know what? They wouldn't tell you if Khalil was in some black site, right? So how are you so sure he isn't? Do you have reason to think something other than the government took him? What other thing uh, are you... Something... Supernatural. Excuse me? I need to play you something. Whatever it is, I I'm not interested. There's this, this ornithologist, and he recorded a, a, a sound. Or sound. He, he calls it, well, a hunting cry. You're saying my brother was hunted? Oh, okay, this... This interview is over. Just let me play it for you. It'll just take I, I a second. I don't want to hear it. I got it right here in okay, my laptop. Okay, then I'll make you go. Hey, don't touch me. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I knew there was no way a balloon could carry a 50-pound kid. Vern, didn't I tell you it was probably a hoax? I said it, I swear. Uh, either way, that's 90 minutes of my life I will never get back. And I hope they lock up whoever it was who wasted our valuable time. But first, I have something special for our poor little balloon boy who actually didn't exist. And you know what that means, longtime listeners? Snot bomb time! Vern? Vern? Yep, here it comes. Oh, snot bomb!
That's nasty. Uh, until I can figure out how to recalibrate my approach to Noor, I'll have to work other angles, which is why I'm in this radio station lobby listening to this garbage. I still want to find those boys, but I might be onto something even bigger. Rick? Hey, Vernon. Come on. Is that how you greet an old pal? We are not pals. Vernon. Wait, Vernon. I I really got to go. Wait. (sighs) Vernon. Hey, Vern. Come on. Slow down. Late. For what? My next gig. You you think queuing stop bombs covers rent? Yeah, just let me play something for you, okay? I don't have time for you to dig up. Just listen to me. I'm on to something here, something big. I don't know what exactly yet, but... You know what my therapist calls you, Rick? A black hole. That's not She says you swallow up everybody around you and that I need to keep myself out of your orbit. Just just listen, okay? Just listen to this. That's why you're chasing me? To play some... some... What is that? You okay there, pal? I'm going to be late for... for... Oh, play it again. Are you sure? Give it to me. I'll play it myself. Jesus. Okay. Vernon? What even makes a sound like that? How would I find out? Well, I mean, first off, you filter it, clean out the ambient sound, maybe put it through it. You bastard, this was your plan all along. I need someone to analyze that sound. Oh, Rick. Please don't do this to me. You're right. Uh, No, you're right. Uh, I'll just find some student fresh out of audio engineering school. Maybe they can... Oh, God damn it. Just send me the file. Like old times, right? Getting the band back together. Maybe we can call it something, uh, the, the New Crusade. No! The New Crusade. Not at all. Never again, Rick. From now on, email and phone only. Uh. Hello? Anybody up there? Hello? Jesus. I'm riding the ferry back to Staten Island. It'll be a while before Vernon has anything for me, and I struck out with Noor, which leaves me exactly one tiny strand of a lead left to work. Uh, The calendar in Noor's apartment was marked with repeated visits by an Imam Rahman. And I want to know why this guy keeps visiting Noor's place once a week, and just who it is he's counseling there. Masjid Midland Beach isn't much to look at on the outside. It's just a storefront with windows covered. There's a door at street level, which leads up to Imam Rahman's second floor office. I can't just barge in and demand this guy admit he knows where Khalil is hiding. That 
be out of my ass in a second, so my only angle here is total humility. I'm here to listen, learn, offer any assistance I can. That'll do it. This is odd. The door's wide open. Uh, hello? Rick Egan, is that you? You, what, you, you knew I was- Come in, Rick Egan. Yes. Uh, assalamu alaikum. Yes, great, thank you. Please sit. You're Imam Rama? That's who I am. That's the right name for me. I'm glad to see you. You're, uh, you're, you're a lot younger than I imagined. How old should I be? No, I, it's just, uh, I just figured you'd be older. Where is it? Well, wait, how, how did you know I was coming? Was it Nor? What about Nor? Did she warn you I might be coming? Oh, <laughs> no, no. Not Nor. Then how do you know who I am? Your voice. You can make a believer out of anyone with that voice. Ah! Here we are. Uh, I'm aware there's only so much you can tell me about one of your, uh... uh, Khalil Hakim. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Khalil Hakim. Well, that is who is on these compact discs. Let us take a listen. Yes? And then again, the next night... You're saying you never sleep? Sometimes. You're saying that one of those voices is... Yes, yes. Of course it is. Khalil? Never at night. Never in that room. When was this recorded? I believe it was three days ago. Holy shit, he's really here. Listen. Meaning your bedroom? You sound so different on the tape. That's the room it knows. You missed the good part. It knows I'll be alone in. What is it, Khalil? I can't tell you. Why not? Why can't you tell me? Are you sure that's you on there? Because will take me back if I do. Take you where? Who else would it be? What does it want I'm his imam. Yeah, but because that really sounds like... Crusade. That's all Wait, 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 wait. What did he just say? That's what it put in my head. Rewind. Please rewind. I need to hear that again. Mom, make it leave. Mom. I'm sorry, Rick. Our time is up. No. Play it again. Here. One last recording. I think you'll like this one best. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's, that's Becca when she was a kid. Is it now? What a lovely voice. Hello. Is this on? Uh, how, how did you... That's my daughter. Quiet Part Loud Created by Monkey Paw Productions Written by Mac Rogers and Clay McLeod Chapman Directed by Mimi O'Donnell Starring Tracy Letts Nicole Bouchery Christina Hendricks Millie Shapiro Taryn Killam Krish Marwa, Alfredo Narciso, Ali Lewis Borski, Krista Rodriguez, and Dariush Kashani. Executive produced by Jordan Peele, Wynn Rosenfeld, 
and Mimi O'Donnell. Produced by Jeff Foster, Amy McLeish, and Katie Pastor. Associate produced by Jasmine Peck-Bailey, Julie Bolesky, and Kayla Stokes. Supervising sound editor, Jonathan Roberts. Sound design by Marcus Begala, Daniel Brunel, Shane Hendrickson, and Jonathan Roberts. Score by Rowan Hilton and Jacob Yaffe. Recording by Jonathan Roberts and Armando Serrano. Dialogue editing by Stephen Tejeda and Gordon Bramley. Mix and additional sound design by Bobby Lord. Additional music by Marcus Begala. Music supervision by Liz Fulton. Casting by Karen Castle and the Telsey Office. Special thanks to the Muslim Public Affairs Council, Jack Mason and Don Ostroff. Quiet Part Loud is a Spotify original audio series and a Monkey Paw and Gimlet production. 